Welcome to the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast. Today we are back at our Start a Homestead from Scratch series where I have my sister on with me and we are talking through all things starting a homestead. Today's topic is chickens. I think she has a whole lot of questions. This should be good whether you are looking at getting chickens in the future or you just want some entertainment. Keep on listening. I'm your host, Jill Winger, and this is the podcast for the trailblazers, the mavericks, the makers, the homesteaders, the modern pioneers, and the backyard farmers. If you're ready to boost your food security and live a more homegrown lifestyle, well, this is the podcast for you. This episode is brought to you by Union Wireless, who I am very proud to have as a sponsor this month. Union is a small town company that began over a century ago when one man recognized the need for Wyoming folks to have dependable communication and decided to do something about it. Sounds like my type of person. Ever since, Union has been providing both rural and city folks alike with landlines, cell phone, and internet options. I adore salt of the earth companies like this. And while I know that not all of you listening live out west, if you are in Wyoming, Northwest Colorado, Utah, or Montana, I highly recommend checking out their website at unionwireless.com to see if they are available in your area. So Jenna, are you in, can you move to a non-windy location? Can you hear the wind? I can hear the wind, which is ironic because I am you the wind. You live person. in the wind. And you I will not, relocate. I can actually hear your wind. Okay, that no, would be I'll, awesome. I'll relocate. But you know what? It just occurred to me. What does maverick mean? So the, the strict definition, I did not expect this, this episode to go here, but that's cool. <laughs> maybe someone else <laughs> we're flying, flying rogue. We are, we're going rogue. Uh, maverick technically means an unbranded calf, like by the strictest definition of the word, but it also has the connotation of someone who's a little bit of a rebel, who doesn't follow, follow rules well. You know, it's like a big baby name right now. It is? Like all my friends want to name their kids Maverick. Really? Yeah. And then when I realized when you said that, I'm like, I don't think I actually know what it is. Because it's, you know, like from Top Gun. Right. Anywho, I just thought it was an interesting word choice for you to include in your intro. Mm -hmm. Because most of the people in in our crowd, like, they're like me. They don't like to follow rules. They're kind of a little bit rebellious to the system. Yeah. I don't know. We were talking earlier before we hit record, but like, you know, conformity and I are just not getting along well these days. Do you feel the same way? Uh, yeah, but I think the difference is that you've always been a rule breaker and kind of like your own like trailblazer outside the box thinker. And I like get off on following rules. Now I feel like even still, no, no, it's, it's definitely changing. I've been noticing that evolve for me maybe in the last like year and a half, but, but still like if, a if someone who's like my boss or supervisor gives me some form of praise for doing something that they ask, it just makes me so happy, which, yeah. you know, I don't know. There, that's a whole conversation to be had, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you've, you've always just kind of gone and done your own thing. Like when you really think about it. Not one thing about your childhood was really traditional or typical. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because I mean, I have had periods in my life where I did like to follow the rules. Just like, I think part of that was due to our upbringing. Don't you think? Like that's kind of how we were conditioned a little bit to be good rule followers. I don't know. I still like to 
you know, I still like to do things well. I still like to have praise from people I admire. I think we all do. But I also yeah. just, I don't know, I just am very adverse lately to fitting into boxes. So I'm just, was just curious if as you have partaken, partook, partook, I think that's the right tense, on this new homestead uh-huh. journey, if you felt any shifts for yourself. Oh, like, no, I think, I, you know, I think when you first asked me that question, I was thinking of it very strictly in the mindset of like, I'm a new nurse and mm. all you do is follow rules to make sure you don't harm someone. So like in my career, I was just thinking strictly in that, in, in the sense that I have so much dust on me. I can't see it from here. Oh my gosh. No one will be able to see it because this is an audio only podcast. Wait, what? (laughs) I know. (laughs) I put on makeup for this. Anyways, I'm sorry. We are all over the freaking world right now. Okay. I'm going to answer your question though. Um, Okay. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I, I have felt like I'm my, in my own right, kind of trail blazing my own trail and breaking some rules for yeah. having moved out here. And, um, like even my coworkers, when they find out I drive 30 minutes to work, they just think I'm absolutely crazy. Like, why would I drive, be willing to drive 30 minutes? To- so yeah, in those sense, I feel like I'm, I'm finally getting to write my own story. I think if I could sum this up, I feel like you're much farther ahead in that journey than I am now. But that's okay you know I mean? because you still, it's still just the baby steps, right? Like, and I just was yeah. curious because I've noticed in talking to people and just watching the, the homestead community, that really seems to be a common thread among us is that we just like to do our own thing. Yeah. Um, it really speaks to us. So, and I would, I totally get like, obviously in nursing, you're not going to be blazing it's- your own trail with, <laughs> with things. Totally Science. get that. But it, yeah. In other areas, in other areas for sure. Yeah, no, yeah, I had to, I had to take a step back and get, get out of my own mm-hmm. head for that one. But yeah, it's interesting. Why did we get on that? Oh, because you're a maverick. Because you are an yeah, you started cast. it. Speaking of off-topic topics, I can see sawdust on your neck. It's now disgusting, that you've pointed isn't it? Out. it? Look, it, it looks like dead like, skin, but I think it is definitely sawdust. There might be some dead skin in there. It's hard to say. <laughs> Any hoozles, I'll take a shower okay. after this since no one can see That's all right. me. But look at, no can you see my painting? I do see your painting. Isn't that you nice? That? No, but oh, I, we made the pretty. little wood pieces on. Anyways, I like it. Anyways, let's talk about chickens before we just completely go off the rails. Probably everyone has stopped listening. So for the two people who are still listening, now we're going to get to the good stuff. The chicken chickens. topic. Chickens. So what questions do you have? Because you have never had a chicken of your own. Uh, no. I've never had any of my own chickens. Tyson was raised around chickens, but he was just like the, the chicken boy, which mm-hmm. a lot of people still call him because his name's Tyson, like Tyson chicken. That's oh, why Aunt, Aunt Jan always called him as Tyson, the chicken boy. Anyways, so we want to start, we don't want to start off with meat chickens. We are starting Fair. off with meat cows, but not meat chickens. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I do it only to see your face. So we want the meat chickens. Um, or no, we don't want the meat chickens. We want the egg chickens. How many chickens do you get? Well, how many eggs per day would you like? What's an ideal number? It's just the two of you right now. And we don't eat a ton of eggs. Like I bake with them a lot. I'd say like three or four eggs a day. Okay. I would probably get five to six chickens. Okay. How often do they... 
to you think more what? is more. You know, I, I'm a more is more type of person. Yes, you are. You also have a lot so, more people to feed, though. Yeah, but even, I don't know, five or six or 30 or 40, I'd say somewhere <laughs> that would be reasonable. <laughs> How many do you have right now? I don't know. You've lost count of your chickens? Lost count. There's a lot. That's embarrassing. Lot That's like the biggest homesteader faux pas in the world. How many chickens? I don't know. I think we have probably close to 30 or 40 layers, which we do not need any eggs personally. Layers. Laying hens. Layers, yes. And then we also have about 40 meat chick chicken chicks that will be. Do you get 40 eggs a day? No, we don't. And that's the thing is so I the chicken's prime of life. You're looking about an egg a day. Sometimes it's a little bit less than that. So maybe an egg every other day or somewhere in the middle of that. Um, But you have seasons where they don't lay because the daylight decreases, right? So then you have little egg famines unless you're supplementing with light. And sometimes they just don't lay because they're molting or they're stressed or they're just not in the mood. So if you have five or six, you can probably get three to four eggs a day, but there are going to be times when you just don't have eggs. Okay. Kind of a fact of life. Eggs are a seasonal food, which we in America don't really think of it as such. Right. Cause we're used to just being able to get, that's how it is with everything. We're just used to being able to buy it all year long, mm-hmm. but yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll start with five or six and we'll get them as chicks. We have coyotes around here. Do you let yours, you let yours roam during the day and then you put them in at night? Uh, we used to anymore. We actually keep them in the chicken run okay. because partially for predators, right? We were losing some to raccoons. Partially we were the dogs, like the puppies would kill them. Those are yeah. killed a bunch. Jed has killed a bunch. Oh, and, and then the other reason is they're, they can be really destructive. Like I love having them around my yard. It's very relaxing, but they also, if they get into the garden or they get into the flower bed, they will destroy. They are brutal. On, on landscaping so really tough landscaping yeah they'll, they'll they scratch right it's a natural instinct which is great right but not great if you have freshly planted seedlings or a delicate plant there's a grasshopper in the house and it just landed on me but it's all good um okay so that brings my next question chicken coops how big because i mean we were just looking at like, what if we got like little, like bought plans or bought a little kit for it to just get us started. You can spend like five grand on a chicken coop that looks nicer than my house. Sure. And that seems excessive for chickens, but like, what do they need? What are the things we're looking for in a chicken coop? So you have that little shed, right? Don't you have a, a lean to shed of some sort? It's full of gardening tools right now though. Okay, so you're not gonna. That wouldn't and be it's, a good a good option. No, it's like chickens. Okay, plywood that's falling apart. Okay, so that might not be a great fit. Um, basically, I mean, if you live in a place with winter, which you do, we do have some snow up there. Hot. Um, they need a way to to get out of the weather. Okay. And if it's super super cold, like how how cold is your coldest winter we day? Get- you kind of have an idea. We have like two weeks where it's like in the zeros. And then after that, mm-hmm. it's usually around like the 20s to 30s. Okay. So I would say in the 20 to 30s, you don't necessarily need a heat lamp per se. Um, okay. They just need a place where they can get out of the weather and 
be out of drafts. Okay. Because when we have a uh, moist air, which you kind of do, you have a lot of we do more moisture than we do, and you have drafts. That's where you get the frostbite. Not great. Not great for the chickens with with the frostbite. So we don't always have a heat lamp on our chickens, but they do have the ability to get inside and get out of the wind and get out of the weather. Okay. And okay. we also still have like electricity is pretty nice because if you need a heat lamp, you have it. If you want to put a light bulb on them to help them lay more, increase uh -huh. your daylight, you have that option. And then even like a heated water bowl just makes your life a little bit easier. So you're not constantly worrying about their water freezing. Okay. How much room do they need? Do you think you would have them in the building like 24 seven, or do you picture them having a little run? I picture them having a run. I would recommend a run of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. That just um, seems like a better life in general. You know, you kind of think about, I know there is some recommendation somewhere. Probably I have some on my blog that I wrote and forgot about, which happens a lot. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't believe the things I have to Google off my own blog. It's, <laughs> That's it's embarrassing. Kind of embarrassing. You it's are admitting a lot of embarrassing things today. <laughs> this is an embarrassing episode, you guys. Um, anyway, <laughs> there is recommendations for so many square feet per chicken, but like truly, yeah. honestly, the chickens are not positioning themselves as if they were on graph paper in a grid. You know what I mean? So <laughs> the biggest thing is having roosting space. You know, think about all of your chickens. Let's say you have six chickens. Picture them being inside of whatever building you build. Do they have okay. enough room to mill around and, and have room to roost and have um, room to eat? As, as long as there's enough space, they don't have to have, you know, acres inside a building. They can, <laughs> they're going to be cuddled up, especially if it's nighttime they tend to roost next to each other and they can be pretty cozy. Okay. Now, if you're going to leave them in a coop 24 seven, which I really just don't recommend because that's not a great life for anybody. Um, they would need more room just to move around, but if they're only going to be inside at night and then they maybe have some sort of enclosure during the day, they can walk outside and peck around and right. um, then that's, that's totally reasonable. Okay. And so when you say roost, Yes, I, I was thinking we should probably address that mm. roost mm. idea, the idea of roosting. Let's talk about yeah. that. You, you know go what? first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so chickens like to roost. So think about a bird, a wild bird. They're going like to be finding somewhere up in a tree, like a turkey, right? You've shot turkeys. Right? I have. Have you shot turkeys? Yes. You have shot oh, yeah. With your bow and so arrow many. or your No. Gun? It's hard with a bow. I figured I'm going to. So I've never. Okay. Yeah, I've never shot a turkey, so we could yeah, have that up on me. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm just like talking up the embarrassing moments. Um, anyway. We're being vulnerable. <laughs> or something. Or so something. turkeys were going to go up to roost, I would assume, right? They don't yeah. roost out on the Super open high. ground, right? They're going to go yeah. up. So a chicken has that same instinct. They want to get up where it's safe so they can go to sleep and not have to worry about something coming along the ground and grabbing okay. them. Um, so obviously you can't put a giant pine tree in your coop. For your chickens nor could they necessarily get up that high mm -hmm. but we want them up off the ground just because that's what they're searching for anyway okay okay uh, and when you do have really cold nights that can actually help them be warmer when they have the opportunity to wrap their feet around something and then their feathers kind of go over their feet and that's oh. how they they stay warmer when they're up off the ground you know cold air sinks hot air rises good job yeah Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So 
how do you accomplish that in a coop? Do you just put little um, shelves in there and stuff? Well, in ours, we just have like a two by four. You just want something that is not oh. a super thin, like a, a really thin dowel wouldn't be good because that's like too thin for them to grab and be okay. stable on. But we just use a two by four and Christian has brought it out from the wall, maybe 12 inches and then okay. braced it so they can just, it just goes around one side of our coop. Um, I've seen people do all sorts of things. They'll hang maybe a big branch. They'll prop that up. Or honestly, you remember that old laundry drying rack I used to have? Yes. <laughs> you probably hung cloth diapers on it at some point. When many, you times, many times, many times. So uh, don't cloth diaper anymore. So the laundry rack was not being used. So I actually put that in my chicken coop. And I propped it up against a wall and oh, the chickens funny. loved roosting on that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah. You can also Google just like chicken roost, chicken coop design, and you'll see a lot of, a lot of ideas. Some of them are well, quite extravagant, but. Well, that's yeah. just it. I was like, I did, I looked up a bunch of stuff and that's where I was like, I need to know how much of this is actually necessary, you know, because mm-hmm. good Lord. Cause then there's some, but I feel like they're made for the, the warmer climates where they're I feel like they're just little boxes and you put the each chicken in one of the like little boxes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. So that's a nesting box. That isn't a whole separate. That's a nesting box. That's a nesting box. So, okay. Let's, let me give you kind of the bullet point list of what a chicken coop needs to have. So that would probably be a good place to start. So you need to have food and water here, here, ideally. Okay. 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 I'm looking at your ceiling, but I. That's fine. I'm here though. Here you. Okay. You are here. Um, here. So you need to have food and water. If, you know, ideally I have my food and water in the coop. You could also have it outside. Okay. It's nice to have it inside. You need some roosts and you need to have a nesting box. If you have laying hens, which you will. And a nesting box, when they go to lay their eggs, they like to be in kind of a cozy location. And sometimes they'll just lay them on the floor. Right. But it's best if you can get them going into a box, it's just more natural for them. And it keeps the eggs off the ground and they're less likely to get broken or super dirty. Okay. And a nesting box, like you've seen ours that Christian built them out of plywood. Yeah. So they're yeah, yeah, yeah. really simple, or you can even just take, some people take five gallon buckets and just, um, screw the bottom onto the wall. Like there's, or you can get crates. Sometimes Lowe's or Home Depot will have these crates, unpainted okay. crates. You can, okay. you can nail those to the wall. There's lots of options. Okay. Nesting boxes. Okay. And, and you need for your hens. And you have one nesting box per hen. No, they, they, Let's see, for all of my chickens, we only have four nesting boxes and they take turns. Oh. So you probably, with your guys, only need a couple, two, maybe two. Okay. And the weird thing is, is even if you have a bunch of them, nesting boxes, they will still kind of all want to be in the same box. So they'll That's keep weird. laying eggs in the same box. It's okay. how they how they roll. They like it yeah. cozy. How high off of the ground should they be? Like how high do chickens jump or fly? Do they fly? They don't really fly. They can. It depends on the chicken. Um, like a lot of ours won't fly very much, but they can fly a little bit. So okay. they'll jump. They can jump pretty high. Like ours, our boxes are maybe 12 or 18 inches off the ground and they have okay. zero problem hopping up there to do okay. that. Thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. The food. How do you know how much food to give them? There are formulas and ratios. For us, we do free choice our laying hens. So okay. for the most part. So Bridger is, he's the one who does the chicken chores. So he will either just kind of, his goal is to keep the feeder pretty much full. 
throughout okay. the day. Like he'll check it in the morning, check it in the evening. If they run out midday, I don't freak out. Um, but he'll definitely be giving them, you know, a scoop in the morning and a scoop at night. And usually okay. there's some leftover. And that's kind of like what I like to see. There's different schools of thought on that. Um, sometimes if you leave that food out all the time, you get more mice, which we do have that problem. Yeah. Have, you know, free reign. Sometimes cats will help with that. Sometimes you just, you can't completely avoid mice when you live in the country. It's just, no, we've already learned that. Life. Yeah. yeah. But I like to kind of just keep it available most of the time to them. Okay. Yeah. And then is all chicken feed created equally? Cause I thought you need certain things in the diet so that your eggs turn out well, or yeah, is it just, there is laying hen feed specifically. So you can probably just start off by going to your local feed store. Do you guys have, you have so many? Store? Right? Oh yeah. So many food stores. Okay. So many. They'll have a ton of options for you. You can get everything from like the cheaper end of things. that would be kind of like your grocery store brand dog food comparative, you know, okay. just like your typical run of the mill. If you want to go organic, you can spend a lot more. So it's kind of up to you where you want to land. Okay. A laying hen feed is going to be balanced for eggs or, or excuse me, chickens that are laying eggs. Cause it's going to have the right amount of protein because eggs take a lot of protein and then the right amount of calcium. So that's why okay. that would be important versus just any old feed. Okay. And when you get to so, chicks, there will be a specific chick feed because it has more protein as they're growing. And then once they get to a certain age, it'll even tell you on the back of the bag, you can switch over to the, the laying hen. Okay. Mm -hmm. You, you give your chickens like uh, chicken or chicken scraps, food scraps, like kitchen scraps is what I'm trying to say. Yes. I know you don't want to give them eggshells because then they develop a taste well, for eggs. Well, I may what? have changed my tune on that a little bit. Why? I, I used to be very, very strict about not giving them eggshells because I had, I've heard people say that if you give them like egg shaped objects, they're going to start knowing the eggs are yummy, right? Right. Start eating their own eggs. Has that happened to me? Like a chicken eating its own egg sometimes, but I have no, really no correlation between me feeding eggshells and okay. the chicken eating an egg. Usually it's okay. just like a, a certain hen that just has a thing for eggs. Um, or if you're not feeding them enough, sometimes they're hungry and they start getting curious about the eggs. Oh, okay. You just have that one hen who's just obnoxious. So okay. I, have, I feed almost all of the eggshells we use from the kitchen back to the chickens. Zero issue with that. Okay. Zero issue. What are there other things I should be careful about giving them? Um, I feed them a lot. It's like, there are some folks who say like avocados and citrus are a no-no. There's been many times I have thrown those in the bucket and usually they just don't eat them. Okay. So I usually will throw them in and they usually end up in the compost pile anyway. So I don't, I just don't worry too much. I've never fed something to my chicken that has caused harm. Um, things that you would probably want to avoid would be like super sugary things. Like that's not a part of, you know, a normal part of a chicken diet, which I don't know why you'd be putting sugary things in your. They ain't getting my brownies. Mm -mm. Yeah, I eat those. I eat those things. Like who has left? Absolutely. Brownies? No problem. No one, no one does. Um, or chocolate and anything caffeinated like coffee grounds. Probably don't do those, but. Okay. Cause that, yeah, it's more compost that. anyways. Right. Oh, sure. yeah. Can I ask you a question that's off topic? Speaking of compost. I'm trying to think of how to say this. Someone was telling me that in Coeur d'Alene, they have 
free compost days where you can go get it and put it in your oh. garden. Yes. But it's made out of human waste. Is that normal? Because oh. they were like, that's totally, it's totally fine and normal to put that on your garden. And I was like, is it? I thought we weren't supposed to use human waste on our food garden. Like if you want to, that just, I thought that was a no-no. This is a very interesting question. Isn't I have that never weird? heard of someone. I mean, we have a compost facility here local, but it's not, it's not human waste. Yeah. <laughs> like um, they have one in Moscow where I used to live and it was okay. like, they took all of the yard waste that people brought in yes, and turned it right. into compost. Right. And it was great compost, except for you were getting seeds from everybody's Wait, yeah, so like you, you put it in your flower. That. Yeah. So like that was a blessing and a curse and that was free. But they were like, yeah. you just stop thinking about it. It's just, it's I mean, the same as using animal. And I'm like, I, th- I don't know. I thought. Yeah. I think you could go either way. I think it would depend on who you talk to. Because I know there's things like called composting toilets that a lot of off-grid folks use, which are basically a way to compost your own thing, stuff. Um, and people will put that back on their garden. I don't know. Like I would have to, I'm assuming if they're giving it away for free and it's like a citywide thing, they've done like it properly. So there's right. no risk of disease or, or weird stuff. So I think if I knew that it was safe, then I think I could get over the gross Concept. factor, but I don't know. I guess I'd have to, I don't have to research this more. And because, how backwards is that? But I'm like, yeah. I have no problem using like animal waste. Well, people waste. you know, one thing they do say like with your, home compost pile is not to use pet waste like no no because they can have just more diseases you know like you know cat yeah cat has like what's that uh the what's thing that, the thing bad you for people you're supposed to touch when you're pregnant when you are pregnant Damn, yeah i don't know i had to know that i'm gonna think of it as soon as we forgotten you're a nurse you should know this i had to know it for inclex <laughs> and i was like bleh, gone okay that thing. Anyway, yeah, there's a, you know, they're like, don't ever put dog poop in your compost pile, which I'm like, cool. Cause dog poop's Gross. not my favorite type of poop. Like I would much prefer horse poop or is rabbit horse, poop is actually good. Horse poop is your favorite poop just so that we're on it the is. same page. It, it is. It is. If yeah. you had to, if you I had to take a Facebook quiz of what type of poop are you, you would be horse <laughs> poop. For sure. That would be mine. <laughs> like not even having to think about that. 100%. <laughs> so anyway, I guess poop, let's poop, research poop. this more. Maybe I will get back to you on our next. Episode. I think that's a good yeah because I want I have so many this questions is a about compost piles too. I do love well, and I have an episode coming out like very soon on composting. But we can do your own your very Ooh. own episode on composting. No, no, no. We'll listen to that one first. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, you can listen to it and then we'll, then we'll talk. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Okay. What are the my last questions? my last chicken question for you today mm-hmm. is what kind of chickens? Um, so you want to get one that's specified as a laying breed and they okay. will, like, I'm assuming you'll go to your feed store or you think you'll do that over ordering them in? Yeah, I, probably. Probably in the spring. Yeah. Okay. They'll I'll have pick out some little chicks. It's, I, I have this feeling you're going to be obsessed just knowing you. I can already anticipate the phone calls. <laughs> you're going to get so many phone calls and they're all going to have names. And oh. they'll probably get turns coming inside. No, no, yeah. no sweaters, please. Some That's too sweaters. late for that. It's too late, okay. Jill. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but I, oh, well. <laughs> go ahead. Well, so I'm also worried about like, how often do you have problems with, cause you have barn cats. Do your barn cats ever get the chickens or do they leave them alone? That is a funny question because sometimes barn cats will kill chickens. Yeah. However, our barn cats have taken up residence in the chicken run what? and they live with the chickens. So what? They, they will literally like there'll be 20 chickens pecking out in the run and there'll be barn cats laying in the sun right next to them. And there's been multiple times, no, where the cats are sleeping. And I have thought that the chickens killed the cat, <laughs> the cat because the cat's like, you know how cats look dead sometimes. They do. And I have run over there like, oh my gosh, they murdered the cat. And no, it was just sleeping. But ours get along very well. We've never had a problem. I can't guarantee that's the case all the time, but it's, it's not been an issue for us. Well, I was, cause I, our neighbors have chickens and I was worried about how captain was going to do, but mm-hmm. captain being our bigger cat. Um, he just does, could care less about the chickens. He's off getting yeah. mice and everything. Mac, I'm not sure how he's going to be, but I just didn't know if we like needed to think about that when we built the coop to make sure we could prevent cat entry. Like, yeah. I mean, I'd watch them maybe when they're little babies, little baby chicks that could be a little more tempting but I think a okay. big chicken like our big chickens if a cat gets out of line they'll they'll peck them they'll they'll stay on their ground okay and I think that's going to be the case most of it now dogs on the other hand now your dog probably is not a concern but our dogs my dog, have been scared of chickens my dog is scared of chickens because they are twice their size so we'll be fine you'll be fine with that like did I say about Jed the other day the chicken the killer oh <gasps> no I tell you this so he Jed has killed some chickens. And those of you who don't know, Jed is the Shame. delinquent puppy we got during quarantine. That was not a great decision, <laughs> but it was impulsive. So here we are. Now we have the consequences of our actions. <laughs> um, and he is just like literally a juvenile delinquent. Anyway, he loves, Aww. he loves fresh chicken that he catches himself. And the other day he was, I saw him trotting across the yard. No, no, that was the second, that was a different time. So I walked out and he was laying in the yard with a upside down chicken that was feet up in the air, looked bad. Like it was roughed up. Right. And he was just sitting there kind of chewing on it. And I'm like, I was so angry. I got after him and I'm like, he killed another chicken. I just hate it every single time. It drives me crazy. Yeah. So he ran off and he knew he was in trouble. And so I'm like, well, I got to clean it up because it's in my front yard. I go get the shovel. I walk over to the chicken I go to scoop it with a shovel and it jumps up and runs away. <laughs> and then I caught him the next day. He was, I was down feeding the pigs. He trotted by me with the same stinking chicken in his mouth. I yelled at him and he dropped it and the chicken got up, ran away again. And I'm just like, you're hey, joking. Chicken, you know, if, not joking. If you have zero self-preservation, I cannot help you. I cannot help you. You are on your own. Like, well, not <laughs> you've helped him twice now. So you're just enabling him, him at this point. I'm like, I, I am enabling his poor decisions and poor defense mechanisms. So I'm like, maybe survival of the fittest is needs to just it's, happen. You're watching know. it develop and you won't let science it's, take its course. <laughs> so that's Jed. I don't think your dog will cause that many issues, but nah. dogs can be an issue. And people ask me all the time, like, how do you break your dogs of killing chickens? And I'm like, um, I don't know when they, a lot of ours have grown out of it, but those puppies, man, like we just kind of know that we're often going to lose a chicken or two when we have puppies or more than two, but I would rather not <laughs> discuss specifics on that. Oh, I've, I've gotten many phone calls from you about the chicken drama. Yelling about chickens. So to recap, 
mm-hmm. get just the type of chickens that lay oh, eggs sorry. and they'll you never really answer that question no yeah. I got distracted they will have laying breeds at your feed store so you'll just kind of see what they have um okay. I like a a barred rock those are the kind of the classic white and black ones I have a little tiny black and white stripes okay you've seen them you, you'll you'll recognize them when you see them those are just classic and cool Rhode Island reds are good white rocks um buff orpingtons you're gonna you're gonna run into pretty similar options okay. and as long as it says that it's a laying breed you're gonna okay. be good uh, okay. there's bantams which are a smaller chicken yeah Some folks like those those are never been my jam but you know you could do that sometimes I like to get five of each well and they you get- only get five that could be tricky but you know I tend to uh between five and 40 so yeah I just go a little crazy on the chickens so it's you're more crazy. is more more is totally more, more. Yep. No self-restraint here. None. There really isn't with you. You make fun of me for being a weird animal person, but then you go crazy on your chickens. Yeah. So really who has the problems? I don't know. You do? I'm not admitting it. Okay. So yeah, but that's what I would do. I think you'll be fine. And I would put into your calendar, like plan on, well, if you can get your stuff ready this fall or this winter, that's ideal. Because yeah. March will be here before you know it, and you're, you'll be scrambling. You know, you'll get the chickens home and be like, oh my gosh, we don't have anything ready. And that's not yep. a good feeling. So no. try to get your stuff sorted out before then. Because they'll be in the feed stores at March, sometimes maybe February. I don't know what your guys' time frame is, but okay. it'll be pretty early. Yeah. Okay. All right. Something to start thinking about. Yeah. Cool. Any other, any other things? You, you have answered all of my current chicken questions. Awesome. So... Cool. I hope that was helpful to those of you listening or it was entertaining or one of the Something. two if anybody <laughs> is, is left after our rambling. But hey, for those of you listening who are wanting to get started with chickens or gardens or whatever else, but you're not quite sure all the specifics, I have an entire library of resources for you, including my chicken coop checklist, which I think I'm going to send to Jenna as well. It includes everything you need to put together your coop. And it probably even has how many chicken or how many square feet per chicken. It probably has that whole thing in there. Pretty sure it does. But anyway, you can get access to that checklist and a whole bunch of other resources for free over at theprairiehomestead.com slash grow, G-R-O-W. And that is all for today's episode. Jenna and I will be back on a future episode to talk about who knows what, whatever other homesteading adventures she has. I hope you've been enjoying this little series. I sure have. It's been fun to have somebody else on and to talk through some newbie homesteader stuff so if you have a topic you'd like us to see covering or how would i how should i say that if you have a topic you would like us to cover how does that sound yeah better much better that makes sense okay in a future episode shoot me an email and we will add it to our list thanks so much guys and we will talk next time on the next episode of the old-fashioned on purpose podcast